0: we should really tell people to uh subscribe like and subscribe (laughs) like and subscribe we never say that every podcast i listen to says at the end of every episode
1: Been a while. I like, kind of forget how to do it. Yeah.
0: It goes like this. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast. A podcast about Marvel movies and every so often video games. A video game this time. A video game, yes. Yeah, definitely a video game this time. My name is Bob. Uh my name is Matt. And we are going to
1: talk about video games, but first we are going to talk about Marvel movies. And Matt, what
0: did we watch this week? We watched um Mr. Doctor Strange. <laughs> Yes. It's about a doctor.
1: It's about, okay. It's about it's a doctor. It's literally about a doctor, well, which we're, you,
0: were, you were in awe of. Yeah, when, we're going to get to that. He like, turned to me and you said, he's a doctor? No, I, <laughs> well,
1: Okay, let's, let's start <laughs> recapping this thing and we will chart my journey to actually understanding that this man's name is literally Dr. Strange um, because this movie mm. starts out. And there are no doctors in sight.
0: No, it starts out uh, in some sort of a, a temple in what we, we later learn is Kathmandu. Um, and uh, I like Michelson. that you put an
1: authentic little flair on that. Kathmandu. I feel like it's like I would say Kathmandu. Kathmandu, maybe it is. I think I don't that's know. because I am, I am, you know, a Midwesterner.
0: <laughs> I, I've never been to Nepal, so I have no idea. That's a good point. <laughs> um... Mads Mikkelsen shows up and he's got his makeup from Death Stranding. Yes. And uh, he intends to steal some pages from a book from this uh, temple called the kamar Taj. And so he, he's. It takes place in a library, I guess, technically. It's
1: a library where they have decided that the best way to keep the books on the shelves is to chain them to the walls. Yes. Uh, which is an interesting choice that seems incredibly inefficient and also implies that the books are constantly trying to escape. Which
0: would have been. It would have been cool if at some point you saw something like that. The books trying like to escape. Like the get books, away. like, struggling in the chains. Yeah, because yeah.
1: it's seemingly anybody can just unlock them. Yes. So it's not as
0: though it's like particularly meaningful but because it's a it's a library full of magic men and magic books and magic books so these mystical ninjas led by Mads Mikkelsen his character's name is Kaiselius, I believe sure which sounds like an ads yeah an outcast from uh Julius Caesar but he shows up and uh he decapitates the librarian which is like a heck of a way to begin a kids movie and then um. after he decapitates the librarian, steals some pages from this book, and then absconds. Mads Mikkelsen's trying to get away. Yeah. Tilda Swinton, somehow they encounter
1: each other in a city, and Tilda Swinton is dressed up like a monk in a cool yellow outfit. We don't see her face yet. We don't know who it is, yes. but we will learn. It is, it is Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Swinton.
0: Actually Tilda Swinton.
1: Actually Tilda Swinton, playing yeah. Tilda Swinton. And she, like tries to prevent them running away with these pages, and there is this big fight scene where she, like, draws this, like, glass box around them, and then suddenly the whole world goes insane. It's the Mirror Realm, I think. It is. Yeah. And, well, but we don't know that at the time. Yes,
0: we don't know what the Mirror Realm is. So
1: she, like, creates this space in which they fight, and there are pretty incredible effects where, like, the whole, it's like inception's effects where they bend the city times a billion
0: yeah it's a kaleidoscopic like yes. it's clear that like this is being done at least in part like it's not it i can't all be hand animated no it seems not. like there are algorithms that are pulling things around they're just like generating effect. fractals out of yes. stuff um so like
1: they're on the side of a building and the building is eating itself like a conveyor belt and then people are jumping through wormholes into like fields in yeah. other realms and stuff and long story short Mads Mickelson gets away Tilda Swinton kind of like defeats them but also kind of loses because Mads Mickelson gets away and he has the pages and we see that she is bald and Tilda Swinton
0: and we're like she's a cool monk lady with yeah. wizard powers Tilda Swinton playing Tilda Swinton well-known Asian character from the Marvel universe yes
1: meaningfully <laughs> um the People in the city do not seem to respond to the fact that, like, this building collapsed in on itself and stuff. Yes, and because, because they're in the Mirror we Realm. We will learn later that that's because she put them in the Mirror Realm and that, like, that's sort of a parallel dimension to our own.
0: The Mirror Realm, I mean, is kind of a clever idea insofar as that it gives them a safe space to fight away from humanity. Um, it's kind of like, give us an arena. Yeah and yeah and then we will bend the rules. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about civilians. But it all looks
1: really cool. It does, look and very it is cool. like a very strong showpiece thing with which to open things up. Yes. Yeah. So we get this cool action sequence, and then we're in New York City. It's very cool. I forgot all about
0: it, but it's very cool.
1: Yeah, I actually really liked it. Um, so then we're in New York City.
0: Yes. And Doctor Stephen Strange is. Uh, Operating on someone's brain, and he's listening to music, and he's like being quizzed on the music. No, he's quizzing other people on the music.
1: No, they play whatever, and then he has to tell them the uh, year it was released. Okay,
0: <laughs> so he he does have that, but he's an encyclopedic memory,
1: right? Which is what we're learning yeah. by the fact that he remembers when all the he's memorized all of Wikipedia. He knows
0: all the music. He's as fallible as Wikipedia
1: that's probably true yeah. so he's he's there and like he's clearly the cool doctor and there's a bunch of people watching him in the operating theater and they're all at Twitter because it's like man he's just the best doctor look at those hands
0: and so he's operating and it's like really cool and we should say that Dr. Stephen Strange is played by Benedict Cumberbatch yep. using an American accent
1: and he sounds like you pointed out Tom Selleck
0: it's weird it it's is very weird strange.
1: once once you pointed it out it was strange yeah. <laughs> Uh, Unusual. Yes, you would say, you would say so. Um, there is a nurse there,
0: or she's also a doctor? I don't know, and this is actually a note that I have. I have no recollection. Rachel McAdams is in this movie. She is pulled from the, I assume, long list of like leading ladies who will be in Marvel movies for about 30 minutes yeah. at most. Mm-hmm. like fifteen. She's actually probably in this movie for less than that. She's in this movie a bit, though. I don't remember her name at all.
1: Rachel McAdams.
0: It's Rachel McAdams playing... Yeah, Rachel McAdams, basically. I mean, she... I. But we don't know she's a nurse or a doctor. Like, that's the that's we a very not. damning element of this character. She's a doctor,
1: nurse, and... <laughs> she wears scrubs. She's she wears a- scrubs. And that's why the working title of this film was Scrubs. But sadly, that was
0: taken. <laughs> and they had um, a little bit of flirtation going. Yeah,
1: it's clear that they dated at one point, but then that went bad because she no longer dates people in the hospital, she says, after... Doctor Strange has finished this operation and saved the day, and everybody's been like, wow, his hands are amazing. They're on a walk, and she's like, I don't date co-workers. I call it the strange rule or something, yeah. and he's like, oh, you got me. And they're <laughs> like bantering, and he's just like a dick. He's like your budget Tony Stark.
0: He is 100% budget Tony Stark.
1: But like with medical knowledge instead yeah. of technical ability. And he he's like equally a showman, but it almost feels like more of an act with him, and I can't tell if that's just because I don't like the Cumberbunch as much as I like.
0: Uh, the Downy? Yeah. Junior. <laughs>
1: um, it's hard to say.
0: But anyways... Then it's, I think that part of it suffers from being just too familiar. Definitely. We've just we've oh, seen I, it before. I think that this character suffers from being... Because it's, it's also a little bit of Star-Lord in Guardians. Yes. It's got that same kind of like cocky, you know... Yep. Cocksure. Like Han Solo doing different jobs around yes. the world. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's important to
1: note that at this point he's clean-shaven. That will be important later. Yes, he's very clean-shaven. Um. So they're like walking through the hospital and all of a sudden this other doctor is like, I've got this guy and I'm going to cut out his organs and donate them to science. And Cumberbunch is like, no, you can't do that. He's got a bullet in his spinal column and actually that's just paralyzing him. He's not dead. And the other guy's like, well, we couldn't operate on that. And Doctor Strange is like, watch me. And so then he takes this dude into the operating room and performs a very difficult operation where he removes a bullet from this dude's brain or whatever. And you're like, wow, Doctor Strange has the most magic hands. Uh, <laughs> I would be ashamed if anything happened yeah. to this dude's hands. And he pulls the bullet out of the dude's brain and the other doctor's like sufficiently cowed uh, by... I think that
0: the other doctor is Michael Stroberg too, which I realized... In retrospect, the dad from Call Me By Your Name, who is in lots of things and looks different in all of them. Interesting. Yeah. What an actor. Yeah. But he does not have beautiful hands. He doesn't have beautiful hands.
1: Uh, so at this point, Doctor Strange is like on top of the world. He fixes every problem with his magic hands. Uh, he plays the piano too. Yeah. I mean,
0: he actually, you know the song Magic Man? Was called, By heart? I was trying to remember the the entire time that you were talking about the bullet surge surgery, <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of the band that sings Magic Man. Uh, I, was, I kept playing like, there's a joke in Dreamboat Annie somewhere, but it's not Dreamboat Annie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, heart. Uh, yes.
1: Um, I'm a big fan of that uh, Dreamboat Annie record, actually. Yes, yeah, it's a great record. it's so good. If, if I was operating on somebody and they played a song off Dreamboat
0: Annie, I would be like, that's off Dreamboat Annie. I don't know when it came out. 1973. Is it? I don't know. Close enough. I feel like you and I actually had a discussion about when Dreamboat Annie came out, and we did establish this. We probably it did. It was off mic. We rarely talk off mic, but <laughs> when we do, <laughs> when we do, it is exclusively about old rock music. Okay. Woo! So Stephen Strange is at the top of his life. He's uh, he's got a lot of watches. He's got a lot of watches. Self winding.
1: And he's going to like a charity event or something.
0: Yeah, which is such an opportunity to say like it's a Stark Industries charity event. Well, they actually do make a reference
1: to that kind of because he gets into his Lamborghini and he's driving and he gets a call that distracts him while he's driving and it's like, hey, a dude got really hurt, uh, like testing an Iron Man suit it, of it, some it kind. Specifically,
0: says that like he was his his spine was torqued out of place, like contusions or yeah. something. And you're like, that's definitely the hammer guy. It's it's literally the the like half second clip that you watch in Iron Man Two, where you go, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, Which we definitely called out on this podcast because it was so memorable,
1: right? And it's actually a strange continued allusion to the fact that maybe iron man 2 is the actual pivot point yes. of this entire series but that also establishes us as being in the past
0: yes so um, we know that we know that we are somewhere around the timeline of iron man 2
1: and so he's like i'm not going to operate on that guy i got other stuff going on
0: we also see the new york city skyline and the avenger tower and stark and or stark tower are not there that's yet. a good point yeah
1: um but he's driving he's distracted he's blasting around he gets run off the road uh off a cliff yeah and we get this like slow motion sequence where we watch his beautiful hands get plunged into the dashboard of his lamborghini it is
0: uncomfortable to look at oh it's not good yeah uh it's some cronenbergian yes but without like the sex involved in the car crash Hmm. Um, but it is it's disturbing nonetheless <laughs> yeah it's the parts as of the a, fly you remember deep cut for my <laughs> For all the filmophiles out there, cinema we know
1: you're listening. The Kevin Smiths of the, the world. Of the world. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> he crashes this car and he's real banged up. And he wakes up in the hospital, and oh no, his beautiful hands are in some sort of brace and have screws in every single knuckle and are totally unusable. Really
0: grotesque looking. They yeah. get it across that like these hands. <laughs> They're not my own," said Stephen Strange.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Uh, yeah, so that dude's hands—he's not going to be doing any high-stakes operations with those hands. Or anymore. flower arranging, or piano playing. Yeah. Or knitting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. If there had been a quick cut oh, of him knitting. <laughs> whatever other dexterous tasks he was into, they are done. Stephen Strange is no longer the dexterous man that he once was.
0: And there goes his confidence.
1: Uh, indeed. He's really upset. He, he's like, what did they do to me? And she's like, they saved your life. And it's implied that the other
0: doctor... Michael Strollberg was like, the second best doctor operated <laughs> on him. And, and the Stephen Strange is like, if I could have done this to myself... <laughs> yes. And you're just kind of in your head,
1: you're like... Ah. Like, I don't think you could have done it to yourself, but sure, okay. Like a baby delivering itself. (laughs) Yeah, like there's a little bit of it where it's like, I understand that this would probably be pretty traumatic, but he's just like this incorrigible dick.
0: And he seems to have like no tether to reality. It's sort of weird. Yes, he's he's so unlikable in a way that is not fun necessarily. Like, at this I point, I laugh at some him. of the jokes. The jokes, yeah, some of the jokes are good. But honestly, when we were joking just now about his showing a scene of him knitting, that would have given me something, some character, some to character it. to yeah, hold yeah. on to. Because like, of course, he plays the piano. Of, of course. course, like, yeah, like so, like that would have been like this weird little thing where I've been like, oh, he's a real person. Yeah, he's counting of. the stitches. Yeah. He's just like us. Um,
1: so he's upset and he goes and he's like doing physical therapy and we see him yes. and he's working with this guy and it's like the guy's like, You're gonna get better, just like grip the lemon or what I don't know what
0: <laughs> And Stevens grip the lemon. <laughs> Classic PT. <laughs> I mean, hey man. Uh and Steven Strange is like, I will never get better. Have you ever seen anything like this? No one comes back from something like this. And the physical therapist is like, actually I have
1: one time one
0: time and he mentions this dude named jonathan pangborn which i assume was a uh, randomly generated last name <laughs> <laughs> it's either from the mc like the marvel comic books or it I is know. a randomly generated. it strikes
1: last me as something where stanley flipped open the phone book <laughs> and landed on pangborn <laughs>
0: um so the pt tells him like there's this guy named jonathan pangborn that i worked with and he was a paraplegic and he regained the use of his legs and so what's
1: crazy about this though is that doctor strange is like there's no way that's true and the guy's like i'll pull this file if it pull- proves you wrong but when the guy talks about it the way he describes it is like this guy came in every day and tried real hard and wasn't getting better and then one day he stopped showing up and then i passed him on the street and he was walking yes and i'm like wait why is there a medical file about his
0: recovery also that's a huge HIPAA issue (laughs) you are just (laughs) handing out like your patient's medical files (laughs) to random strangers
1: it's it's weird because it's like that should have never ended up making it into the file i assume the file says (laughs) he didn't get better yes and then he stopped showing up um,
0: there are all kinds of issues with this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and these are the most important ones. So we, we find the real issues. <laughs> We drill down deep. The ethical concerns, the medical ethical concerns. Yeah. Thank God we're here. Anyway, Stephen Strange. Strange. Now that he has the file, he can go find Pangborn. Right. In the meantime, at the time he
1: gets the file, it's because Rachel McAdams comes to his house and he's like, "Look at me. I'll never be anything again. Why are you trying to help me?" Blah 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 blah. And you're like, "Why are you being such a dick?"
0: Yeah. He burns every bridge that he possibly can, including Rachel McAdams, who just like. Tearfully leaves and And then he opens up the file and he's like, I guess I'll find this
1: Pangborn fellow.
0: Which he does on the courts.
1: The Pangborn File is my favorite uh John Le Carre novel. <laughs> I was gonna say. Wait who are the firm? Oh, John Grisham. John Grisham, yeah. That's what I want. Um so uh
0: <laughs> The Pangborn File.
1: Yeah. Um uh. So anyways, Strange, uh, despite not having the use of his hands, is like, maybe it's time to get into basketball. <laughs> so he goes down to the neighborhood court where he apparently has figured out that Pangborn hangs out because that was in his file. It's, uh... Uh, and Pangborn's there playing street ball with his friends, and he looks pretty capable. Pretty good, yeah. He's, yeah. he's leading.
0: Not Jordan, but maybe a Pippin. No, a good power forward, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're so far outside of my depth right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. If you know what player uh, Pangborn most represents, please write us. That's <laughs> write us, at won't you?
0: Zero stars dot no, Wait, that's nope. a podcast at zerostars.co. Nailed it. Uh, please remember to subscribe and like. Smash that like button. Um. So. So he talks with Pangborn, yeah. and Pangborn is basically like, "Okay, you want to know what happened? I uh, I heard about this place in uh Kathmandu called uh Kamartaj." It's in Nepal, you know, in Kathmandu, in Nepal. You got to go there to help you out. Well, and he says that like
1: they taught me how to do this, and then they wanted to do more, but I was like, no, I'm just into walking. I'm good and playing street ball or something. <laughs> and so then he returned to America
0: with, but like this this magical physical therapy somehow
1: something they did yeah. to him there fixed him. So at this point, it's a good hook. Yeah, it is. Oh, I mean, I I like this movie, so you know we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, it's fine. He goes to Nepal, and we get a lot of like.
0: Montage: Stephen Strange asking people for directions, blah 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 blah. He gets a ticket, last of his cash because he's almost bankrupt too. They mentioned that he's he's like almost out of money. Well, because he's been
1: like proposing
0: surgeries for people to do on him. And yes, stuff. and like, he's uh, presumably his, his insurance is not covering it. So. Well, he was,
1: lives in America. Yeah, uh
0: <laughs> this is America. <laughs> and also because this is so early in the MCU, it's also uh, pre affordable care Act. That's actually a really great so, point. And yeah, this
1: dude's. Out of luck, man. And you show up to any sort of plan with those hands. And they're like, that's a pre-existing condition. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he goes to the commertage, And he
0: comes in. And... And re- remember, he's in, he's in Nepal, and he gets uh, jumped by some random people.
1: Oh, yeah. They want his watch.
0: They want his watch. And he's like, please, it's the last thing I have. And
1: it is like a $20,000 watch.
0: It's absurd. <laughs> and um, this other dude uh, shows up, and I can never pronounce his name, but the, the fellow from um, 12 Years a Slave. Yep. Uh, excellent actor.
1: What's his name in this movie?
0: Mondo. Mordo. Mordo. (laughs) Mondo. (laughs) He's Mondo. Mondo The other dude is stereo.
1: (laughs) Mondo is the name of uh, my favorite contestant on
0: Project Runway. (laughs) Oh, okay. Ever. I wasn't questioning it. Don't. All right, so Mondo shows up. Yeah. No. Mordo. 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 shows up. Mordo shows up, and, and he is- rescues Stephen by like taking out these attackers. But Stephen's watch is still like broken in the scuffle. Yeah. And, and he's like,
1: man, the- I've come so far with this watch and now. And
0: Mordo's broken. like, "I've seen you walking around Nepal. You're asking people about uh, Kamartaj. Like, come with me." And he takes him to this like unassuming doorway, and they go through this door, and they pass into this cool temple where. Everything is just like very Eastern. <laughs> Super chill. Super chill. And
1: it's the first thing he tells him is like, you need to forget everything you think or something. Like, you have to forget yeah. everything you assume or something like that. Yeah. I don't uh, know. But it's important because everything then like, you know is a lie. Yeah. He like walks in and he sees an old man there and he's like going to address this man as though he's the master and he's being served tea by this other person mm-hmm. who we see as Tilda Swenton. And uh, he obviously does not think that Tilda Swinton is anything other than
0: a servant. Because he's a sexist.
1: And yeah, he he needs to forget everything he knows. Yeah. And it, in fact, then the old dude gets up and you're like, ah, Tilda Swinton is the master.
0: I thought that she was just going to serve tea in this movie and yeah. be done with it.
1: <laughs> so she makes him tea. He's like, this is really good tea. And she's like, yes, it is. I don't know. She's very They just have like a conversation peaceful.
0: where he's a, he's a dick and she's like She's uh,
1: he's not his worst here.
0: He's not his worst, but he clearly needs like it's clear to them that he is thinking too uh western linearly. linearly
1: <laughs> Um and he's just like what did you do to fix things and she's like I did not fix him. He fixed himself mm-hmm. and it's like I can show you things you wouldn't believe and he's like what? And she punches his chest and he like is lifted out of his body
0: he enters like an astral plane yeah it's like an astral projection kind of thing and then she sends him on a crazy trip
1: and we get a like it felt like
0: forever long sequence and i will good way oh i love it's a very it's a very cool sequence and it might be my favorite part of the movie it's easily my favorite part of the movie um it's like you're watching el topo or something all of a sudden so
1: yeah there is this this hallucinogenic and, you know, I was watching it, and it was so strange, because I was like, you know, they don't really make things that you can legitima- gi- like legitimately describe as psychedelic anymore. Yeah. And this feels like an updated, modern, 60s-style psychedelia.
0: Yes. Like, it, not even necessarily true to the experience of using a psychedelic, so much as true to the, what we think of as being psychedelic in the sense of like the aesthetic as like
1: media representation of psychedelia like like the cover of access bold is love but updated for 2020 like like let's go to space dude and like his looks at his hand and his hand is growing smaller versions of his hand and everything's a fractal and he's going into his own body and it's screaming and like it just feels like pink floyd all that sort of stuff like the cover of a king crimson record it's bonkers dude yeah uh like it's way out there it's imaginative it shows
0: it shows like innovation and imagination it is
1: legitimately unlike anything else i have seen i really wish i could have seen it on a big screen although i think it might have blown my mind it was so intense on the small screen yeah um and it's it's a funny thing cuz when this k- movie came out i remember people saying like it's okay the effects are really good and i thought they were really cool in the opening like i was like this is a good use of visual effects yeah. and they look very convincing and then you see this and you're like this is visual effects being used in a way that they are not commonly used anymore yeah
0: like in a Willy Wonka takes you in the tunnel type way. Yes, it's like it's in a fun imaginative way. And my I not that the opening of this movie where you have all the fractals and the kind of like uh landscapes closing in on themselves. Not that that's not imaginative, but it is kind of like we saw that in Inception. Yeah. And m- one of my critiques of this movie is that it is never as imaginative as it is. It never reaches this point again.
1: I agree. It's so encapsulated. Yes.
0: And you never it like hints at the idea that um that the magical universe the dimensions are actually super weird and strange and out there. Yeah. And then what do we get? We just get more of like the mirror dimension and more of like things folding in on themselves later. And that's not to say those things aren't cool. No, they still look very cool. They're all super well done.
1: But there's just very little in it that feels so just like balls to the wall like
0: it's like we can be weird only for this Five minute sequence, and then you guys kind of have to rein in the weirdness because this is still a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, this is so much weirder than oh anything I can't I've believe seen. It's,
0: it's weird that they let them do I, this. That's what yeah. it feels like.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, it's really strange, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So he trips for a while, and then he's like, "What's in this tea?" And she's like, "Honey," and, <laughs> and like, "Oh, well, well, well. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this is funny. And then he's
0: like, "Teach me. I will do anything. Please teach me." And she says, "No." And then like. Fast cut to just like him being thrown out. Yeah. Classic Tyler Durden move. She yeah. throws him out on the stoop and he is forced
1: to just be out on the stoop. Mordo. Mordo, I nailed it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, Mordo is like, he's been out there for like an hour. You should let him in, and I'm like, dude, if you saw what that man saw, and aren't there for an hour, yeah, like I, there's something deeply he wrong needs with to you.
0: Spend a week on. He that. should be there for like yeah. a month. Yeah, but
1: apparently they're like, wow, he's really committed. After this 45 minutes, he's had to think about it, so they
0: bring him in. I had timeouts that lasted longer dude. than that as a kid. <laughs> totally, <laughs> and no one was showing me other dimensions.
1: <laughs> I wish um and so yeah they eventually let him in and they're like we will train you in the ways of tripping balls (laughs) i
0: guess yeah there's a yeah i wish that they'd like they'd forced him to show more humility in that moment he should
1: have ended up like begging yes exactly like like having to
0: depend on like the kindness of others or like someone just throws like a bread crust on the ground and he's like i guess i have to eat this with my shaking hands
1: my big problem with this is that there is not enough actual development of his character that is yes. the problem
0: with this film he just is he kind of does a a 180 of sorts and it's not even like yeah. he never actually seems to learn i guess maybe he does like a 90 degree shift <laughs> 45
1: <laughs> he just kind of like progresses but you never see him progress like yeah he progresses materially
0: he doesn't put the work in
1: right the plot progresses but he does not seem to
0: pivot yeah so, anyway, uh, they let him back in. So, he, we have a lot of training montages, a lot of which blend together for me. I know that there's, like, some physical fighting that they learns to do, um, but then... Well, it's weird because, like, he very quickly... Like, this is totally, like, the
1: Matrix, you know, everybody fails the first jump yeah. type stuff, right? Where it's like, we're going to give you a task to do and you're not going to do it. like, But instead, we're just kind of, like... We jump in and we don't really see him fail at it. We're just kind of like, well,
0: we do. We do see him kind of struggling a lot because remember he like can't make the circles and then eventually he gets like a little bit of a spark. Oh yeah. But the thing, the one thing that I do like that it shows us is that he is very good. Uh, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but he's very good at reading. He reads yeah. like all the books in the library, we learn this because he has a photographic memory. Not right. surprising. Um, but he's very good at reading, so he's very good at gathering the knowledge, which is very in keeping with his character. Yes. But it's like executing on it. He has like a, a mental block that keeps him from executing on well, it. Well, and part of it is, is like imagination isn't great enough.
1: And beyond that, like there's this element where all of the magic in this world like is based around being able to like draw portals in the air, kind of. Yeah. And that's based around your hands and stuff, and his hands are shaky and it's kind of like, I can't use my hands and I can't do the magic. And it's like well, you can if your burn's good enough. It's magic. Yeah, you compensate for your hands. Haven't your you brain. ever read a book, dude? <laughs> uh, he was like, lots of them. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong Just ones. never fiction. Never
0: Harry Potter. Who uh, doesn't, doesn't read fiction? He's the ultimate dude who doesn't read he fiction. He totally is. Because it's not worth his time. That's
1: it. And if he had said something like that, <laughs> yeah. that would be so good, too. Yeah. There's so much room for like, character. And then, and then
0: someone says, like, you should check out Harry Potter. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and like there's like this joke that like this weird monk place that the commentage like has wi-fi and stuff like there are some weird kind of like not fourth wall breaking but like but like meta uh, jokes meta
0: jokes where there we're we're not i think that like he says like we're not barbarians or we're not savages or something
1: so the equivalent of like him jumping between the buildings matrix style is that (laughs) uh tilda takes him to the top of mount everest and leaves him there and is like you have to Warp yourself back to the commertage or you die on Everest. And he does, and you're like, I guess I kind of saw him learn how to
0: do this
1: ish ish.
0: Yeah, it just he really needed to want it.
1: Yeah, it just kind of happens quickly.
0: Because what's the thing that he values most? I guess is his own life and, I guess. and whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, like yeah, they they'll play with that kind of stuff. Yes, too. they do.
0: Um, he also writes, starts writing an email to Rachel McAdams, but then deletes it and it's like the question of lingers was like what was he going to write in this email <laughs> dear rachel i know I'm magic rachel, I know magic now um <laughs> have you heard of, have you heard of magic
1: yeah in the midst of one of these montages because the thing he couldn't do previously because his hands were too shaky was shave yeah. he now shaves his face into a goatee which i was thinking like imagines this world where tony stark has influenced all male fashion <laughs>
0: Like to such a degree, I know. I wish that they had done like we were talking about, like the idea that they could cut away to like a photo of Tony <laughs> Stark on Time Magazine. He like looks at that and he like shaves like shaves into a goatee. Into
1: a goatee. <laughs> and
0: it's a- Dumb looking goatee. It is a bad goatee. It is so thin. It is like someone took a sharpie and just outlined it's like his mouth. Curled
1: broadly. at the bottom. It's, yeah. it's it's an odd choice on but his it's, part. It's, it's from the comic
0: books. Well, so and you have I to guess
1: it. it also demonstrates great dexterity with his kind of broken hands. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and she explains like the mirror dimension is this place we can go to fight where we don't harm people, but we can just like bend reality, and it's really cool.
0: He meets the librarian because he's reading so many books. Yes, Wong, the librarian, librarian Wong or Master Wong. Um, and they explain that <laughs> the Earth, one Asian man in this in this entire movie dojo or set whatever. Yes, yeah, this entire area, like set in Kathmandu, um, uh, like
1: one of the only real Asian characters in any of these movies. Like, there's the doctor in yes. which one is that that has the uh doctor and
0: soul oh uh age of ultron
1: yeah and then
0: like that's no all other asian characters i mean the marvel tv shows mm. struggled with this too
1: there's the dude that's uh with lady sif and
0: the warriors three. Oh, who doesn't get to hang out in the last one <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's just like i'm gonna go back to my home planet because you guys don't have enough room for me in this story <laughs> yeah totally that's the other asian character from the marvel movies um, uh, yeah, they struggle. They struggle with They this. struggle with representation Considering how large the board. How large the market in China is, they uh, don't do so strong there.
1: Not terrific.
0: Um, so in any case, Master Wong explains to uh, Doctor Strange, who makes a lot of jokes that Master Wong does not seem to get.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I will make you laugh one day, and Wong's like, stoic.
0: There's a good Beyonce joke in there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, it's set up well. Uh, even if it feels as though it is designed for the end of a trailer- but um, Master Wong also explains that there are like all of these dimensions and especially one particular dimension known as the uh, the dark dimension. And these dimensions are always kind of assaulting Earth and trying to, to attack Earth. But they've got a uh, but like all of these sorcerers have a good handle on things because they have these three strongholds known as the um, Sanctum Sanctoriums. And there's one in New York City and there's one in London and there's one in Hong Kong you just need to know that cuz like it's important. It is important. It'll uh, be important at some point.
1: Those are the sanctums and uh and at this point Doctor Strange is like, "Whoa, wait, we have to be like Guardians of the Galaxy." He doesn't say that, but maybe that would have actually been a fun thing for him to say. Guardians
0: of the Dimensions? Yeah, and uh you know, they're like, yeah, kind of that's that the gig. Comes, and that's, and this is what Pangborn was clearly not into. Not into. He was like, "I can walk uh bye <laughs> later i'm going to walk away from <laughs> this, this. <laughs>
1: um, uh your first mistake was teaching me to walk <laughs> um so at this point he's also dr strange has like read every book in the library and yes. so he's clear, even some of the forbidden well, ones and see, yeah he which loves belong
0: just to the ancient one tilda swinton is also known as the ancient one i think we actually said that
1: we okay, have not said good. that but so because he loves knowledge, he's like, I want to read all of the books. And they're like, well, you shouldn't read some of those books because like there's stuff in there that has a little bit out there yeah. and that one dude stole and he's like a bad dude. And he is trying to bring back Dormammu. Dormammu.
0: Dormammu. Which I think we know, but we don't really know why yet.
1: Yeah. It, we just know that like Mads Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen wants, wants to bring Dormammu. He wants
0: Dormammu. So one night late at night Stephen Strange gets up while everybody else is asleep and he tiptoes into the library and he takes this uh this one book down and he also finds this like really cool amulet that he puts around his neck and he takes the book that the pages were ripped out of and it's like a, a book about time magic and he's got like an apple on the desk and he's able to rewind and and like move through time um using like this amulet and using like the pages and or like what's in the book Yeah, so, so he, we can, like- he can like you can do stuff with time. He can, like, manipulate the apple's place in but time. It still only moves linearly, like, backwards and forwards. Yeah, he can't jump. Yeah. Uh, but he
1: can move anything through time with but his it, amulet and his spell.
0: Yeah, assuming that time is a straight line.
1: And I think at this point they might have said that, like, because he stole from the book of time magic, like, Mads Mikkelsen's goal is to live forever. Yes. And okay. that, like, the desire... Just to live forever. yeah. forever. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Which heart song is that? <laughs> uh, but his his goal is to live forever. And like that living forever is sort of at odds with like the wizard's code, sort yeah. of. Sorcerer's code. But at the same yeah. time, nobody knows the age of Tilda
0: Swinton. No, she looks, I mean, in real life, nobody knows the age yes, of Tilda Swinton. Yes, which is, which is, you know. <laughs> it's actually inspired casting in that regard. And in all others, not. <laughs> yeah. Like, but would yes. you be surprised if Tilda Swinton turned out to be like in her 70s? That's actually what I think she is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i watched a movie with her recently in which she plays someone who's clearly supposed to be in their late 60s and she looked exactly like someone who's supposed to be in their late 60s i believe it and then i like saw a photo of her more recently and she looks like she could also be in like her early 40s i've or wanted 30s. them to
1: make a movie about david bowie's life where she plays him the entire time
0: yeah that just seems like something they should do that's like the Kate blanchett Playing Bob Dylan, yes, like it is that inspired. Like someone is going to get this really right if well, we give them the chance. But the weirder
1: part about that is that that's like a part of a larger thing where it's like we have to recast this and like yeah. do all this work. I'm like, no, it's all Tilda all the time. She is a high schooler. <laughs> she is near death. Like she is making Black Star. She plays. You don't starting have to the her up or down. Yeah, yeah,
0: you just she is just Tilda Swinton. Man, do you know the Timothy Timothee, Timothee Chalamet is going to be in a new Bob Dylan movie? I saw that. Yeah. How do you good. feel about that? I think that's good casting-ish.
1: Yeah, I think it's great casting. Yeah, uh, Can he sing? Does it matter? Can Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> um, well done.
0: Uh, <laughs> All right, back to the time travel. <laughs> wizard movie. <laughs> wizard movie. Um, <laughs> Stephen uh, Strange uh, gets caught. Uh, Mordo and uh, Wong find him in the library with the magic book, and they're like, "Shame on you! You should not be doing this." And then some—I don't really remember what happens between this and Mads Mikkelsen showing up because Lon- the London Sanctorum is attacked. So
1: what happens is Mads Mikkelsen is going to the London Sanctorum because Mads Mikkelsen's goal is to like summon Dormammu, who is like this time god who lives in the dark dimension, who lives in the dark dimension, which is like a space without time I think and like so because if the world is overtaken by Dormammu who has no time we all live forever but we're also just like in a stasis right yeah so that's like a nightmarish thing but Uh, not for him but seemingly not for Mads Mikkelsen who maybe just doesn't understand what's actually going on because as we learn
0: the warnings for casting spells come after the spells in the book it is it is one of the movies in which the argument for why the bad guy wants what they want is really just that they're kind of dumb and they haven't really thought the right, that what they want yes. through before, and a little bit, which is always a really irritating like <laughs> writing choice. Is like he's just not smart enough to realize that what he wants is really bad for everybody. Yeah, so he's bad, but yeah. he's bad, he's bad, he's a bad um, guy.
1: And so like they're all in this like central area where the amulet is, and that's like also. Like the time amulet, yeah. and that's also like got portals to the sanctums. Yeah, it has and so three a dude portals. Like in it. runs through the portal and is like, They're we're being attacked in London." And so now they're like, "Okay, we gotta go fight them." So then they go to the portal in London, and uh, at this point, like they they're all fighting, they're fighting, they're
0: fighting. Mirror dimension stuff, <sighs> cool fight, fractals, really cool stuff. And then Doctor Strange. You know what's funny is how often. It, on this podcast, we say, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Well, because, like, what are we going to so do? Much, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> we memorize every punch. <laughs> we'll do that for Endgame. We might do that for Endgame. Um, so they're fighting. <laughs> and uh, in the fight, like, things look bad for Doctor Strange. Then they somehow go to New York. Because now Mads Mikkelsen, like, London falls. London has fallen. Oh, yeah. Gerard Butler movie. Yeah, classic. Uh, classic of the genre. And then they go to New York, where uh, Stephen like sees Mads Mikkelsen and his cronies kill the the keeper of the New York Sanctum. They can like summon like these weird, almost like ice shards, but they're like they're just like pure energy. It's unclear how they can do this, but it's somehow like magic that they're not supposed to have. But they can like summon these like ice shards that they can just like stab people with. He's fighting everybody in New York and he's barely holding them off and he goes crashing through a bunch of stuff. They have have, like all of these relics in These these magical items, magical items. And you see the cape and if you've read the comic books, you're like, that's his cape. And then you're just waiting for the cape to, to come play. And this, so, like, eventually, like, he crashes through the cape, and he's about to be killed, and the cape stops Mads Mikkelsen from being able to kill him. Yeah, from spearing him with the, an ice spear. The cape spear. is basically the carpet from Aladdin. It yes. has, like, a mild sentience, like, just enough to kind of make it somewhere in between, like, a really cool weapon and, a, and like, a pet.
1: And a character. Yeah. and it, But you wear it, and it's the Cloak of Levitation. Yes. And yeah. the, the premise is that these magical items, like, pick a user. Yes. And so the Cloak of Levitation has chosen Doctor Strange, who, remember, is still wearing the time amulet. So this is now a man who can make portals anywhere, bend the fabric of reality, create areas where he cannot like interact with reality.
0: I don't know that he... Does he have the time amulet right now? He is wearing the oh, time amulet from okay. like the entire end of the Dude is movie. stacked. Dude is stacked. He's
1: got legendary equipment. Yeah, all this, of is, this, this is like this the is game real. of Apex Legends <laughs> where you land and everything around you is purple. Yes. <laughs> uh, like it is
0: ridiculous. Um, yeah, dude is stacked going into the final circle, and so he and Mads Mikkelsen are fighting. He's not very good at fighting, but for some reason he's good enough here to hold off these people that sorcerer like decades old sorcerers Wizards. are not able. Yeah, too. But he throws like this weird trap thing at Mads Mickelson. It looks like bondage gear. Yeah. That like freezes Mad Mickelson in place. I mean, yeah. If you're into the Mads Mickelson thing, sure. where it kind of sounds like he has food in his mouth whenever he talks. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, in any case, he's all tied up. Um and uh Strange is like now that I have you, uh what's your what's your deal? Why why are you here? And Mads Mickelson is like, I can offer you eternity. You can live forever if you like work with me to summon Dormammu. And it's really fun to listen to Mads Mikkelsen say Dormammu also, because of his accent.
1: Just never forget that there is a being in this movie named Dormammu.
0: Dormammu. <laughs> um and uh so they're doing this and then some crony sneaks up on Doctor Strange and attacks him, lights and him up, stabs him with an ice spear. Ice spear. And Strange is like, uh oh. I need, I need help. And so he creates, uh, the cape basically strangles this guy and then, uh, uh, strange creates a portal to the hospital yeah. where he used to work. And he goes like flying through into this hospital and he immediately asks, he's like, where's Rachel McAdams? And they're like the nurse or the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he basically finds Rachel McAdams while he's like bleeding out and he's like come with me you have to come with me like I need help and they lock themselves in an operating theater and he guides her to stitching him up some or something well no what
1: happens is it's really weird because like he disassociates from his body and then he's a ghost who can like interact with her yes and then he is like I will instruct you on how to save me and so he's like guiding her but then suddenly a the dude that was being strangled by the cloak, like, disassociates from his body. And then, like, comes... I like comes... That you're using
0: these psychological terms when, in fact, <laughs> this is astral projection, which is pure magic.
1: <laughs> sure. But I do it all the time. And, <laughs> and uh, like, then this other dude is now also in the hospital astral as plane. a ghost man. And then he and Doctor Strange
0: physically fight as ghosts? So they're both on the astral plane, and they're fighting and like they're like just fisticuffs fighting, it just is. throwing each other around. But they every so often somehow impact reality. Like, and
1: it's kind of implied that this is like what ghosts are, right? Is that like they're just like astral beings that kind of bump into things in our world? I with mean, I guess great I, amounts of energy.
0: I think you're extrapolating on like what ghosts are in the Marvel <laughs> universe. <laughs> this, is, this is what ghosts are. Ghosts, <laughs> ghosts, ghosts. But ghosts, like ghosts, it's ghosts. Just, they're on the astral plane. The astral plane apparently can sometimes affect the the human world for some. And reasons the human that world can kind of
1: affect it because what we realize so dr strange is flatlining and it's like oh god dr strange is flatlining and so rachel mcadams is like i'm gonna zap him with the zappy pads yeah as they're known (laughs) to doctors (laughs) i have a photographic memory and this is what they're (laughs) called so she goes and she's like clear and she's like boom hits him and it lights him up in this way where he's a big old light bulb and the other dude's holding on to he's like whoo hot and it is bad for him uh and uh they continue fighting and he's like crank up the thing more juice more juice give me more yeah and so she yeah
0: kind of cranks it up and then and then he like blows the other guy's astral self into
1: well it's weird like he gets zapped again and then the other dude we see the other dude's body on the ground and like smoke is coming out of his orifices yeah so it's like he got cooked from the inside
0: out from the spiritually got cooked from the spirit to the body that's my favorite yeah
1: my favorite chicken soup for the soul story. <laughs>
0: um, Rachel McAdams saves uh Benedict Cumberbatch's life. Um yeah. He he comes back and he's like I have no time to explain and he gra- he like goes back through the portal and he finds like he gets his cloak back and he looks at the dead body and he's like oh god what have I done? Yeah, I killed a I've man. I killed a man. I swore to never kill because that's the doctor's the oath. The hippocratic oath. oath. Which yeah. you know, okay, More like a hypocritical oath. <laughs> solid work dude
1: that is really good Uh, Uh,
0: (laughs) you just gotta have the afterglow from that one
1: I just had this urge to yell western medicine is theft which doesn't even make sense
0: it's not at all but it's Uh. true um in any case, he goes back. Uh Mordo is now in the New York Sanctum with him, and and Mordo's like, Hey, you killed somebody. And Strange is like, I wasn't supposed to do this. Yeah, I hate and then that I killed somebody. And Strange, they're like,
1: We gotta kill more people. And he's like, No, I'm not into killing.
0: And Strange says to him, Yeah, Mordo's like, that kind of comes with the territory if we're gonna defend Earth from its mightiest enemies. But Strange also says, like, hey, by the way, because we forgot to mention this, but uh Mads Mikkelsen, Caselius tells Strange that the Ancient One is so ancient, maybe the name should have tipped everybody off, is so ancient because she's been drawing power from the Dark Dimension. Right. So she's extended her lifespan the way that he wants to. So it's like, you know, talk about hypocrites. So Stephen then shares this with Mordo, who's like, that can't be true. Um, but it seems like it might be. It's probably true. Mordo, then- I hate to break this to you, bro. <laughs> More bro. More bro. What happens next? Because I actually can't remember. The, the somehow like Kyselius... because New York does eventually fall.
1: Kyselius, like escaped from the bondage suit. Yes, he escaped and from
0: the bondage suit. So he's he's now at large. It's just a
1: bad night when that happens. <laughs> um and and as as such, the New York City Sanctum falls.
0: Yeah. And uh Hong Kong is now in trouble. Hong Kong falls. No, we're not there yet. Because the ancient one comes in. Some stuff happens. The Ancient One shows up, and she's like, I will defeat Caselius. Yes. So everyone is fighting now. Mordo, the Ancient One. Crazy visuals. Crazy, crazy visuals, visuals. Fighting Et cetera, fighting, et cetera. Fighting. And then Kaiselius mortally wounds Tilda Swinton.
1: It's bad stuff.
0: Not good. Stephen Strange is like, I got to take her to a hospital. <laughs> this is when she yells, <laughs> Western medicine is, is theft. <laughs>
1: Whatever. Which is our new tagline. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he takes her to a hospital. Caselius gets away um, and he takes her to his hospital, the only hospital that he knows. And, and he's he, like, I got to operate on her. Well, and, he,
1: and he and he shows up and everybody's like, oh my God, he's back. But then he's he like, can't he's like, do it.
0: He's like, yeah, he thinks like, I'm the only one who can do it, but he can't do it. So he lets his Michael, hands are shaking. Michael Strollberg does it. So he, yeah, he lets the guy that he thought was not a good doctor yeah. before do it. Um, and it turns out he was kind of right because dude can't do it. No. Uh, but meanwhile, he and uh, Tilda astral project themselves out onto a balcony and have like a kind of moving conversation about life and and, and death and, and time. she explains
1: that like she has been siphoning power from the dark dimension because she has the ability to see the future and she's seen that this is her path and that her path is to basically allow Stephen Strange to exist. Like
0: without her, he can't yeah. be him. Lady's got to die for the man to take over. Classic move.
1: And the weirder part is that. She also kind of implies that, like, she positioned uh, the basketball dude. What was his name? Uh Pang- Pangborn, Horn.
0: the the guy who learned how to walk. Yeah, that she let him go so said, that when you said basketball dude, my first thought it was Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was a joke. That's not really in this. No, no, there was the basketball guy. Yeah. Uh, so she positioned Pangborn to
1: allow him to recruit Steven Strange and, and bring find him out about. Thing. Thing. Like, Pat she Mandu. saw this whole thing coming. But now, she doesn't know what happens next. Yeah. And she knows and that her path ends here, and so it's like she has to
0: die. And she also tells him, she says, Mordo is very by the books. He's a straight shooter. Sometimes that's not enough. You need to compliment him, like a little yang, a little yang. Like, you might need to bargain with the dark dimension, so to speak. She's just, like, she's just like setting up. She's like, you might need to do things that Mordo won't like and aren't quite by the book. Yeah. Bend the rules.
1: Uh, some things that are strange. Uh, uh so then what so happens So she here? dies. She dies. And then the sanctum, like, blows up.
0: And then we're in the oh, seems yeah. like, I gotta get to Hong Kong. And this is when we enter Hong Kong. Um, Mordo and Wong have been in Hong Kong, like, trying to hold off, uh, hold off Caselius, Mads Mickelson, and his, and his people, but they've managed to explode, the sanctum in hong kong so steven shows up and it's just like everything is a wreck we got some cool shots before that like right before everything blows yeah up the city like, like
1: caving in and stuff yeah, yeah.
0: and um so steven shows up and he's like oh this isn't good <laughs> luckily i can turn back time any whenever i want yep and uh didn't do that to save the life of the ancient one well but, but the
1: ancient one was like i've seen this
0: yes so it's like so the idea is you can turn back time but everything is still preordained
1: I guess it's kind of weird because like
0: it's kind of like they didn't think it out a whole lot. Well, you know, it's it's it's,
1: so he time turners freezes time, preventing Wong's death. But then Dormammu is like coming for Hong Kong, like like the dark dimension. He freezes time in the space. He
0: turns time back and stops it because he realizes I think that even if he can turn this back, like like there's the potential of the dormammu like they're just going to keep coming back he needs to bargain with dormammu to like leave earth alone yep so he freezes time and he enters the dark dimension where Dormammu, Dark Dimension, just looks like, however they illustrate, like a sickly bloodstream. It is just yep. like you got giant platelets, just like flying purple, around. purple molecule molecules, molecules, yeah, big, big
1: molecules.
0: And then Dormammu, what does Dormammu even look Dormammu like? Dormammu is like a undulating this. face. It is so uninteresting that I've forgotten what Dormammu the, is he looks like. for
1: something so visually insane. Yeah. Dormammu is like what if Thanos's face was Ripley?
0: That's right. It is very Thanosy. Yeah. And which is just kind of like when Ripley, do you mean like Metroid Ripley?
1: No, I mean like uh an alien when she shaves her head. Oh okay. <laughs> uh I so is that Alien
0: Three? Is it?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not the first
0: it's one. It's definitely getting referenced one. in that new Kristen Stewart movie. <laughs> it looks okay.
1: I, I actually think that, that movie should be really good. I, I apparently yeah. is not. But
0: No, I've heard that it's like it's like the epitome of a B movie. I but it feels, they, it just it looks said.
1: like what I want movies to look like.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, seems, it seems interesting. I've heard it has a lot of visual panache. Yeah. Like another movie that we probably should be talking about. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, Back he to the wizards.
1: leaps down in front of Dormammu's big undulating face and says, Dormammu,
0: I've come to bargain. And Dormammu's like, I don't have time for this. And he kills Stephen Strange
1: like rockets some spikes through his body
0: yeah and then steven strange is dead <laughs> Stephen strange jumps down again and says dormammu i've come to bargain i just want to say that that rewind sound effect was not added in post bob literally just <laughs> did that on his own just now i am very impressed <laughs> uh, anyway um so Stephen Strange comes in again he says Dormammu I have come to bargain and Dormammu's like repeats his lines and then he's like wait a second didn't we just do this that would have been much
1: more characterful than I think what actually happens. Oh, but really?
0: I don't know. I don't think he ever is quite that casual. He does realize, though, that like that he's realized, like, wait a second. Like, we just did this. We're stuck in a time yeah. loop. What Basic, did you do? And, and
1: beyond that, like, that Stephen Strange has brought time into the Dark Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, basically, Dormammu keeps killing Stephen Strange, and Stephen Strange keeps jumping down and saying, Dormammu,
0: I've come to bargain, and... He keeps getting killed. They're all both. They're both fully aware of what's going on. Yes. Though. So Stephen Strange is basically getting up on the cross over and over and over again in an attempt to try and get Dormammu to bargain with him. Yes. And his bargaining chip is like, "Hey, you're stuck in a time loop with me. Let's do let's do this dance over and over right. and over again. I got it in me. I can keep going." Which I really like. I do too. I think, I think it's a really interesting idea. It's a really smart use of the mechanics, and it's a smart use of or it, it is in its concept a smart use of how do you make steven strange martyr himself yeah um and i think that there are ways that it could have been done a little bit better but i think that it's it's, it's a concept it's a really smart concept yes. like how do you make this man humble
1: and i think that there are execution issues with it because it's not quite no fun no pun intended enough <laughs> Well, he keeps getting killed, but they, it's always kind of boring in the same way. And it's just yeah. not quite fun enough. It's also not
0: funny enough.
1: Yes, there's no playfulness to it. It and kind you, of needs a little bit more of Star-Lord, you, frankly. Yes,
0: I agree. And you never quite see Stephen Strange like getting tired. Yeah, like like I think that you pointed out that like it would be really great if there's just like a shot where they don't talk and there's just like a section where they're just staring at each other.
1: That's what you need. You need you need the montage to be longer and more protracted and have more goofiness and seriousness and goofiness again. And then you need to eventually come to the point that they do, where Dormammu is just like, "Make it stop." He cries uncle. Yeah. And Stephen Strange makes a deal with him where he says, "I will give you these weird acolytes that want to live with you forever if you just don't touch Earth." So you can have roommates. (laughs) And but, <laughs> apparently yeah. Dormammu takes him up on that bargain. Yeah. Uh. And so Matt Bickelson and, and friends get what they want, which is to live in the Dark Realm forever. Yeah. But that's actually terrible.
0: We know that, but they don't. So uh, in any case, Stephen Strange is now back on Earth. He rewinds time. Everybody's safe. And uh, Mordo and Wong are there. Wong finally laughs at a joke that he makes, and Mordo is like, None of this is funny. You, like, bargained with the Dark Dimension. That's not cool. We don't do that. The Ancient One betrayed me. I'm (laughs) done, and he walks away. Yeah. And uh, we're like, I wonder what's going to happen with that guy. I actually have no idea. Well, I think that we're going to talk about it a bit later, but... uh, a hint is that oh. maybe they are setting up a sort of like gray area villain for another film.
1: We okay, yeah. Well, we should watch that. We're going we to. There was talk, a post credit sequence that was seemingly not on our is version. Is not
0: included in the Disney Plus. Is that true? Yep. We're going to talk about this, in we're going to we're going to take a break, watch it, and then come back when we talk about the. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Disney Plus has failed us. Anyway, uh, Mordo's like, "Peace out, guys. I'm not into this." And uh, Wong is like. I like you, Stephen Strange. You're funny, and they and Stephen Strange basically takes up as the guardian of the New York Sanctum Sanctorum. And uh, I don't. Do we ever see Rachel McAdams again? I don't. Know. I feel like we don't. I don't. Know. I feel like he forgets about her.
1: So there ends the ballad of Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Favorite heart song.
1: Matt, what did you think of this movie?
0: Um, this is a weird movie. I, I, um. I'm very underwhelmed by this movie. This I think that this you and I probably agree fully on this movie, but I think that I over well we agree on like all the logistics of like how good or bad this movie is. I find it much more damning that it is so middling, especially coming from Considering like what they could have done with it, it has so much potential mm-hmm. and you see that potential mm-hmm. briefly and then it just doesn't deliver on it and I think that the character writing is also just like bad that my issue with it is entirely down to the character writing yeah. because I
1: actually think that the action sequences and the visual effects just generally I
0: think actually are really imaginative They're, and cool but they just they also repeat them over and over and over they again. do,
1: but I, I like them every time because they are similar to inception and i've kind of seen it before but i haven't seen stuff done to this extent before yeah and it feels so good it feels so real it feels like the things that are happening are the least realistic things in any of these movies yeah and yet i buy them more than a lot of it
0: yeah, I I think that there's a version of this movie that I would have been much more into where we don't have the cold open with Mads Mikkelsen, where we just have, like, Stephen Strange, and then he learns, like, we don't know anything about, like, this, about, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the temple in Kathmandu where everybody trains, and, like, we kind of discover all of this through him gradually, mm-hmm. and it's more like, more character work is done.
1: Well, that's the issue. Yeah. It's just that there's not enough... Stephen Strange is on a journey here. It's much more like the plot is moving, and Stephen Strange is strapped to the plot.
0: The majority of this film takes place in one day, but it actually there. But the film takes takes place over probably like like six years. Yeah, it's It's unclear. uh, There
1: is no great sense of time, and that's what you miss with like character development of like him becoming this wizard man and stuff. Like that's just all condensed in a way that I just don't quite get. Yeah, but when this movie is clicking. I think, like, by which I mean just when the visuals are popping off and you're kind of in the thrall of it being so trippy, that's pretty cool. And, like, it is just rare to see effects like that. That people, like, for people to get a budget to do effects like this is surprising, which is something I always feel when I see, like, uh, Christopher Nolan movies and stuff, where sometimes I'm like, like, uh, Interstellar. Yeah. I'm like, I don't love Interstellar. But, but it, there are parts really cool of Interstellar looking. where I'm like I can't believe they gave somebody the money to yeah. do this. And this has a little bit of that where it's like you can't make this movie on a shoestring budget. Yeah. So it's nice I, I support it's, that. It's nice yeah. that at least given that budget there's about 15 minutes of it that are just so insane that yeah. it feels like they're getting away with something to have included it.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Um see so yeah. there's there's also a movie around that part unfortunately There's another hour and 45 minutes
0: i the thing is for not liking this movie a whole lot the thinking it's okay but not necessarily liking it yeah um this is maybe the sequel that i'm most looking forward to that's interesting it's not been made yet it's still like in development but it is and i think that maybe that's partially also because uh seeing Mordo as a if, if they manage to get him to come back as a uh as an enemy i think that that will be a kind of interesting enemy
1: Yeah, I I agree that I am very curious how Doctor Strange fits into the larger universe Mm -hmm. because like something that this movie doesn't really they like allude to the Avengers existing, but like the idea that all the Avengers stuff is happening and also there are these wizards and there's like there was a moment in this movie where I was like oh in you know civil war there's a lot of talk about like did the avengers bring all of this on right and like as the avengers once tony stark started to exist all of this stuff started to exist and i almost had a moment of like oh are they actually going to tell us that like no Uh, this like the wizard stuff was leaking in
0: yeah what a what a way to kind of build the world even even more yeah Yeah. and
1: like this is the actual cause and then the avengers are attributing it to themselves what what an
0: interesting layering yeah that would have been really cool but that's not (laughs) but it's not what they're actually doing but maybe
1: maybe it kind of is and that's still to be explored in the avengers movies i don't know
0: maybe i mean i i don't know yeah i'm not entirely sure either i know that one um critique that i have heard of this movie that is it's going to shock you to find this out, but what is rectified by the Russo brothers is that Strange's character becomes much more interesting. That's awesome. I don't think he becomes like very complex, but I think that it's just a, it's all played better. He's just like less of like a just kind of like magic dick. There's a The Other Heart Song. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good movie. <laughs> um,
1: but uh I I think there's a lot that could be done with this character. Yeah. And I think that the big problem with this movie, because I think that on the whole, this movie's quality and ambitions are about what I would expect for an average one of these. Like they're kind of what I want the lesser of these movies to be, which is to yes. say far above average, frankly. Like it's above average, but it's not like blowing my mind. Yeah. The issue well, visually it kind of is, but the the issue is just sort of you can see that they have all the pieces, and you're just like the whole time like, put them together
0: yes just do it it's kind of frustrating yeah because whereas another, I look at something it's like, like another draft of that script yeah could have been and i'm sure they did a bunch oh I, yeah
1: but it's funny because i watch like ant-man and i'm just like i don't know if there's any saving ant-man but yeah. i watch this and i'm like
0: no yeah. no 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 you could do it you see how much potential there yeah, is yeah. and it's almost more frustrating sometimes for me because yep. of that it definitely is for me um but i think it's time to actually rank it this is going to be an interesting discussion. what's the middle of the list <laughs> Um, Well, let's go through the whole list, okay? just so that no one forgets. Uh, uh, In first place, we have Captain America Civil War. In second place, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. In third place, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Fourth is Avengers. Fifth is Captain America Winter Soldier. Sixth is Iron Man 3. Seven is Avengers Age of Ultron. Eight is Thor, the Dark World. Nine is Captain America, the first Avenger. Ten is Iron Man 2. Eleven is Thor. Twelve is Ant-Man. And at 23, the Incredible Hulk. Where does this go? I th- this is becoming more and more complicated the longer this, the list this is. This is tricky. I <laughs> literally will not have enough paper. On to, to like The paper is not large we'll enough to, get to a capture bigger everything.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie is...
0: I think I like this more than Age of Ultron in some ways, but I, I, that seems too high for it. I don't know if I do, but I, I see what you're saying. I would say I think it's, I think it's the new eight, and Thor of the Dark World gets dropped down to nine.
1: That's probably exactly what I would do.
0: Yeah. I think that that's probably the best fit.
1: Okay, so then read us the list.
0: Um one second, I got to write it in. Okay, write write
1: it on the list.
0: Okay. The new list. At number 1, Captain America Civil War. Number 2, Iron Man the first Iron Man. At number 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 4, Avengers. Number 5, Captain America Winter Soldier. Number 6, Iron Man 3. Number 7, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 8, Doctor Strange number nine thor the dark world number 10 captain america the first avenger number 11 iron man 2 number 12 the first thor number 13 ant-man and at number 23 the incredible hulk
1: we put it exactly in the middle yes which is exactly where it belongs, where it belongs. i agree All right, Uh, man. So there are post-credit sequences on this movie.
0: There are. The first one is uh, Doctor Strange talking to Thor. Yes. Thor wants to know where his dad is. Classic Marvel conundrum.
1: Seems to have brought his brother with him, but we don't see his brother. We don't see Loki, but Uh, we know that
0: Loki is skulking around somewhere. You're reminded of Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's interesting, because that then implies that Thor now knows that Loki is alive. Because when we last saw Thor, he thought that Loki was dead.
1: That is a really good point.
0: Um. Very interesting.
1: That actually is really interesting. It's
0: kind of a spoiler. They've kind of spoiled something that's going to happen in the next Thor movie. Well, I mean, we have to We kind of knew that it was going to happen, yeah. If like, they didn't address that in the next Thor movie, I was going to yeah. be real worried. Um, If Tom Hilston didn't come back.
1: But, <laughs> but man, you know who has endless charisma?
0: God, he's so good.
1: Chris Hemsworth, man. I love him. Of all the jacked dudes in these movies, I don't know. I mean, I not like Captain
0: America a lot. But, but my... No, but Chris Hemsworth has some... X factor. He does. He uh, is a movie star. Yes. He actually is like kind of skyrocketing to the top of my Chris list. <laughs> like I I used to like Evans a lot. I think Pine is underrated, but I think Hemsworth has some some quality that is just he's very he's good. Charming. He's so charming. Uh it's just great. So yeah. anyways, He's looking for his dad, They're Captain making Strange. another Thor movie. Yeah. I'm pumped, dude. Yeah, I think it's coming up soon. <laughs> Let's go
1: see a Thor movie.
0: Uh, and then we get a second post-credit sequence.
1: Which was not on the Disney Plus is version. Which was not on our Disney Plus version. Which is... W-
0: I'm writing to Disney Plus right now. That's
1: actually really messed up. We had to look it up ourselves. Yeah.
0: I only saw it because it was mentioned on the Wikipedia. I wonder why it's not on the Disney Plus version.
1: Do you think that it? they're not actually going to follow up on
0: it? I wondered whether that was it. Like and They started like writing the
1: script and they were like... This is rough. And
0: we're like among the first people to notice that maybe it's not there. um no i'm sure that we are not the first people to notice by a margin no dude uh disney plus has been around for like two months now
1: i was gonna say i've watched a twitter video of every instance of the greedo scene including (laughs) the one in the new star wars cut and there's like four different ones because they changed again on the disney plus version oh really yeah uh and that happened within like minutes of disney plus existing but i
0: do wonder whether it was that they couldn't get and i'm gonna butcher his name but uh yes I'm not going to butcher his name. Uh, yeah, they couldn't get uh, Mordo to the return. actor for Mordo
1: because the, the post credit sequence is that Mordo confronts Pangborn, steals some of his like magic energy, and is like, maybe there shouldn't be wizards anymore. Yeah,
0: he leaves Pangborn a paraplegic again, takes his walking abilities, and yeah, is like, I've done some thinking. Yeah, no and, more I, wizards. and I'm evil now. Yeah, but like, you know, maybe a more complicated evil potentially we'll see it'd be really a shame if they didn't weren't able to bring him back because uh stellar actor kind of wasted in this role a little bit it's just not a lot they don't give him much chew on yeah
1: but you know what's actually i'd never considered but which is totally going to happen these things are like living documents now because of like the nature of Disney Plus mm-hmm. and the nature of the world in which we live. Yeah.
0: Anything and, can be updated anytime. And,
1: it, and it's just going to be like a video game where it's just getting patched because they're totally going to, I'll bet you, put a post-credit sequence on this movie that matches whatever the actual reality of the next thing is.
0: They will start Lucas saying these. They
1: are going to hard, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet you that they update visual effects just like on the fly on some of these.
0: I that would be interesting. I'll I wonder bet about you that. that they do that. I don't know if they do that yet, but I bet that they're going to. No, I doing mean, it now. I mean,
1: like a decade from now.
0: Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah.
1: a, as Disney Plus just continues to exist on like the ten year anniversary of something. Yeah. I'll bet you that they.
0: They just go in and they give it a new. Everything is just kind of patina of like pushed
1: yeah. all the time. I'll bet you they do that. That's weird.
0: It's a weird world that we live in. Yeah, and
1: especially or, given that they could just like generate actors on the fly.
0: Yeah. All right. What a weird world. Let's talk about some other worlds. That was really good. (laughs) That was a really good segue, dude. Thank you. All right. So uh, we played... I have not been playing like any video games. I don't think you've been playing any video games except... I need to get back to Death Stranding. Yeah, as do I. But except that uh, last time, before we watched Doctor Strange, you and I hung out and we fired up this game that I had downloaded and I was... I'd heard so much praise about this game, and I was not super into it. I played I'd like, played two, like hours. two hours of it, and I just could not get it. And I felt, I felt like I was missing something obvious, kind of the way that I felt about the Marvel movies, honestly, yeah. before having watched them. And just like the Marvel movies, along came Bob, waltzed into my apartment, and said, "No, bro, I'm going to show you." <laughs> and you sat down and you started playing this game, and you were like, "Not very good, not very good." Yes, but we kind of stuck with it because we were like. This seems kind. Of, this part seems okay, though. Yeah. And six hours later, we had gotten who knows how far into the outer wilds. The outer wilds, not to be conf- confused with the outer worlds, another
1: video game that came out last year,
0: and which I was also not super into, but has been backed up by sort of a critical reappraisal. Yes, I feel people like in later months
1: went hard against that game, which is kind of nice because I didn't understand the praise in the first place. Whereas this game.
0: This game has a learning curve that is not immediately obvious. I
1: am very curious if... Because I came into this game kind of media res. We've just been playing it like passing the controller. You really hadn't done much. No, I hadn't done very much at all. In two hours. And I wonder if there was like tutorial or something. The
0: tutorial tutorial is very slow. And that seems like that probably does it a disservice. Because I just picked it it
1: up and I... At first, I was just like, this game, the frame rate's kind of bad. It looks kind of junky. But then once you actually start to play it, there is this moment when you're like, oh, this is one of the coolest things I've
0: ever played in my life. So I guess to say what this game is about is that you are a little alien man who lives on a little alien planet and you have a spaceship and your entire civilization is just really into exploring your solar system. And you're just always going around, like, looking at new stuff. and But no one's gone particularly far. So now you have a spaceship that's able to go further than pretty much anyone has been able to go before. So you get in your spaceship, and you go up, and you start exploring all these planets. And this is all rendered essentially in real time. You travel off your planet, and if you stop the boosters, you're just going to drop right down to your planet as long as you're within the atmosphere.
1: Yes, it is. They have, like, actually modeled a solar system with all the orbits, you are standing on the surface of one planet, you look up and you see a bright spot moving across your vision. If you zoom in on that, you'll be like, that's not a star, that's a planet or it's a space station or it's a meteor. Yeah. If you get in your spaceship and you fly to that thing, you will get to it and you can land on it and just get out. There are no loads. The thing you are seeing is the thing you land on. Yeah. It is like when you first played Wind Waker and you're like, is that an island and you just sailed to it and just got off your boat? Except what if Wind Waker was happening in three dimensions at all times because you're in space, everything is orbiting on its own axis. Every single celestial body has its own gravity and everything works physically very realistically. Yeah. So as you fly your ship, if you are in space or if you're spacewalking and you you know, push yourself in a direction, unless you give yourself like thrust in the other direction, you will float that way forever
0: (laughs) yes you can slingshot yourself into outer space easily
1: and things like like things are being pulled into the sun stuff like that uh yeah and it is uh, is
0: kind of as a physics simulation really remarkable and not what you usually think of when you think of a physics simulation
1: and uh also it's majora's mask
0: yes which secret best zelda game Is it every 26 minutes, I think, that the the sun 22 minutes, the sun supernovas in this game and you start back over where you were right outside your, your spaceship on your home planet and you have nothing. You can't bring anything with you. You can't really bring anything anywhere in this game. You can pick up tablets and stuff sometimes, but you don't really keep them. Yeah. And all you have is your knowledge of what you learned from the, your uh, last, the last play session.
1: And it's like, so if you die or if the world ends, either way, you just wake back up and you are at the exact moment that you were at previously, yes. when the game started originally. And so you are on this persistent loop. You are Doctor Strange. You've come to bargain. And every time you get to try and bargain a different way with the cosmos...
0: And the great, the best, and the most frustrating thing about this game is that it not only doesn't hold your hand, it doesn't even give you signposts. It sign doesn't posts have arms. For, yeah, there is. It is, it, 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 it both, in retrospect, you will look at things in this game and you'll be like, oh my God, that was obvious this entire time. Yes. That like the signposts were there. But because it changes the usual language of how we engage with puzzles and mysteries, it, it's just, it's initially, and I do think that this is maybe a problem with the game. It is initially very obtuse. I, and I think that the tutorial is way too long.
1: Yeah, I think that for me, and maybe it's just that you were like, no, you can just fly. And that was my tutorial. Yeah. I feel like it's exactly the right amount of obtuse because it really feels like, to me, it's just kind of like you are walking on, like the, the metaphor is you're walking on the beach and you are in like Lost when they find that cable on the beach and then they just start like chasing this cable into the woods and you're just, you're like kind of getting breadcrumbs of stuff and then you start to put together those breadcrumbs and it's like, okay, I have to go to this place and I have to get there and I have to land there and then I have to find some clue on this planet and this, this playthrough, that's probably going to take me 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you do that and it's like, that tells me to do something else the next time. And then, but the crazy thing is, you might be doing that 15 minute task and then you look up and suddenly there's just like, a piece of space junk floating by the planet that you're on. And it just happens to be there at this point in the 22 minute cycle every time. Yeah. Because you can manipulate what happens during that time. But if you don't touch the system, it's identical every 22 minutes. And so you see this thing and you're like, oh, wait, I need to come back here 18 minutes into the cycle next time so that I can be here to get on that thing because I'll bet you there's something cool on that. And it's
0: just... And there is something cool. There's always something cool yeah
1: it's really neat,
0: and pieces just gradually start fitting together. We're very early in the game too. It feels infinite, and apparently, you can approach this approach a lot of the puzzles almost you a know, surprisingly it, it's not linear at all there's a there's
1: i feel that already, yeah. and the crazy thing is, I feel like we have stumbled on the end game, but that almost doesn't make sense. I think that we actually have that's amazing, yeah that's am- do you know what happens? no I don't.
0: I read one thing that is um. That is not a spoiler. That just like a lot of people suggest that you don't, don't do what we did. You don't dive deep into planets. You try to explore the surface of every planet first. Screw it. But you know it almost doesn't matter. We had amazing so moments incredible. of majesty and and there's plenty. I mean, we've only actually really looked at one planet in many That's, ways.
1: Well, and and like, but we. I feel like I know that place. Yes, we did this a week ago, and we've we're only going to play it together. Yes, and I have been thinking of nothing else. I woke up one morning, and the first thought in my brain was like, oh, this is what we have to do. Like, this, we can figure out something. You, I, I can put this piece together.
0: We gotta go. Your brain will be eager to chew on this Yes, constantly when you are not playing it. Because
1: you, it's it's the sort of thing where you're constantly observing this world and you're seeing things, but you don't know what they mean until, like, two days later, you're, like, taking a shower and you're like, that looks like the other thing! Yes. Oh, f- Oh God!
0: It is a it's a really truly special thing. Like, I am. I can't and I recommend think it's it enough. It's only going to grow more special, <laughs> and I think that we're uh, specialer. <laughs> um, it's also really fun to mess around in zero gravity. Yes, it is. I, the controls are not easy initially. <laughs> I really um, like them, especially the jump. The jump takes. I'm getting used to, but you hated it initially.
1: Well, I didn't like it because I didn't realize what it was, yeah. and then you know what it is like. The part of me that loves controlling asteroids. That's what it is. The video game asteroids. Yes. It's not that you
0: actually control asteroids. I, with my mind. <laughs> I have um, Bob committed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but the game asteroids, if you've ever played that, the way your yeah. ship flies, that's what this game is. It's very similar. Yes, and I agree. I love asteroids. Yeah. And actually, if you ever can play a real asteroids machine, this is for the listener. Um, I did so recently, like an original old asteroids machine. That game remains incredible like it is astonishingly good it looks amazing still it feels faster than anything like the instantaneous response between the controls and what you are doing and seeing is like unlike current games you know what i mean it feels like it is wired to your brain directly very direct uh great game so anyways this game feels like that when you're flying because it's just that weightlessness and once you go like oh that's what this is it becomes incredibly fun because you're doing like John Carter of Mars nonsense where you're like, the gravity here is low. I'm jumping into space. Like you are crazy.
0: So, um, on our last podcast, it was still 2019. (laughs) And I asked you, uh, what do you think is going to be the most influential game of the next decade?
1: Do you, do you have an answer for this question? I do have
0: an answer for this question.
1: Okay, because I really don't, because it makes no sense to me, because how am I to predict the future? Well, this
0: is the thing. I didn't have an answer for this question. I wanted to think about it. And that's why we're, we're just we're just kind of, we're just, you know, it's it's a thought experiment. And I didn't have an answer for this question. I went home and I thought about it the entire time I was at home. Um, and I played a little bit of The Outer Wilds already. And then I came back and I still didn't have an answer. And then you and I played more of this game. And I realized that the most influential game of the next generation will probably not be The Outer Wilds, because The Outer Wilds came out in 2019. It will be the game that The Outer Wilds influences that takes this idea and runs with it. Because I think that this almost feels like a genre. It does.
1: So I've actually thought about this a lot, and I thought about this a lot because I really like Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. And Majora's Mask is this game. Like, this game is the first game that I've played that's like, actually gets why majora's mask is so incredible Mm -hmm. um and majora's mask is a game where you have three days and those three days repeat uh, three days take an hour it's zelda time
0: time passes in real time
1: yeah the time in the game basically three days in the game is an hour of your actual life uh and so you keep playing the same three days and everybody is going about their business it's a clockwork town there's literally it's literally called clock town um but and the world ends at the end of three days and your goal is to accomplish things within those three days. And eventually you like can let the world live, but you have all sorts of tasks that span the time where it's like, if you know what to do by gathering all these clues, it's like, you need to be in these six places at these specific times during those three days. And you can help these people do these things. Yeah. And, uh, that's an incredible feeling to like fit into something larger and just be like, I have these bite-sized chunks of drama, but nothing makes a world feel more alive than that condensed nature where it's like the person building it can go like, I know where everybody is during this time, so I can make it really dense. This
0: feels like the one block game to a degree, like that that yes. thought experiment of like you don't, instead of building a world to live in, you build one block in a city and it is the most detailed block. That's, and that's what, and that's, that's what Majora's Mask that's is. That's what Majora's Mask was and that's what this again feels like. Yep. And I think that we are going to see a surge in these tightly wound clockwork worlds.
1: Have you ever heard of the Cancel Steven Spielberg game? No. Steven Spielberg was working on a game after he made Boom Blocks.
0: I remember Boom Blocks.
1: <laughs> so his next game... Uh, which EA killed. Or maybe he killed it. It's, it's not clear what happened to this game. Yeah, he has
0: a lot of canceled projects.
1: Well, but there was... So they, apparently this game like ran. Like, some people really? like saw it, maybe just internally, right? At EA. But it was a game where basically, it was like E.T., like, you're a kid, an alien shows up, and the game takes two hours. But you can play it as many times as you want. And they made two hours. And you can, like... Basically, within that two-hour span, your possibilities are infinite within the bounds of two hours and like, this town. Yeah. And they built some portion of it, and then I think probably were like, this is impossible. <laughs> but that is the game I want. I want really, really tightly wound things like this, because the density of it, the, like... It I, feels like an actual representation of real life in a way yes. that open-world games do not, because it's like, no, things are actually happening. Whereas open-world games are just a, a stasis... Because you ha- you could be anywhere at any point. Yeah, this is like no no no. The world will be where it, it is will not, when it is. It will not wait for you. Yeah,
0: I I've heard that Deadly Premonition plays around with this as well. Oh, no, that's interesting. But obviously not particularly effectively mm-hmm. because those that game is kind of broken. What you gonna do? But but yeah, I think that this is kind of what what we're going to see more of. I think that this game will make a splash, but it is probably going to be its. I think it's also maybe like a designer's game, like a game designer's game. Yeah, and I think that. It will maybe be sort of a Dark Souls sort of thing where it births its own I, kind I remember, of like subgenre.
1: I remember thinking that when I played Majora's Mask, though, and it's true.
0: Consider that, like, but the, maybe we're ready for it now. I, I maybe wonder. the hardware is ready for it now.
1: I mean, I think Majora's Mask is an incredible execution. They did a remaster of that recently for the 3DS. That's apparently excellent. Yeah. Um. But so, if you never played Majora's Mask, great game. Go play it. But like, it is incredible. And I joked before we did this. You asked me the question again, and I was like, "Well, it's probably Zelda." And frankly, I could still make the argument based on what you just said that it's Zelda. It's Zelda because yeah. consider that Zelda contains both the Outer Wilds and is the best open world game.
0: <laughs> like it's you mean both. Zelda as a genre? like, I'm as saying, its own, like, like Zelda like, as series. a series. Yeah,
1: has both the Outer Wilds and the best open world game. And those are like totally diametrically opposed conceptually, right? It's like, I'm going to make the most tightly wound little box and I'm going to make this thing that is the most sprawling and welcoming
0: thing. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with the idea that Zelda is the most influential series in the history of games. It is the best. Yeah. Um, It is still the best. I think that... I'm curious to see what the next decade will come. We'll return to this in 2030 when we record our... We'll probably be at like 102 by then.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Um, we'll have yeah talked about the phase eight, nine, and ten of the Marvel universe. I saw the trailer for Black Widow last night. Oh, really? I really haven't seen it yet. Does it look any good?
1: Huh. The yeah. music is actually distinctive. Oh,
0: huh. that's for the trailer though.
1: I know, and I but I, it was weird to. Watch. It's honestly kind of weird to watch a Marvel movie mm-hmm. with like distinctive music that is to see the general. character that you know from the marvel movies and like there are clips from it like of her training and stuff where you're like i know like i've seen this in the marvel movies yeah and then over it is this like weird like yeah. like synth like very intense and distinctive synth thing yeah
0: it's kind of like i don't know it was odd i don't know we're probably gonna end up reviewing that movie i like to think that these are, think of these as reviews <laughs> um <laughs> critiques even uh, workshop we're we're workshopping the Marvel movies yeah I agree uh, in any case uh, the Outer Wilds is a is a you should check it out I you believe should play if it. you subscribe to the Xbox Games Pass which free. you can get a free month of it's free you can play this game for free for the next month
1: and you would be able to probably complete it in a month yes I think definitely you should get this video game yeah, frankly if out. you play video games if you like video games get this game stick with it and try to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of the mystery man
0: If I might be so bold, I highly recommend playing it with a friend. Thanks, man. No problem.